this time as you're standing, would you help me welcome our executive pastor, Israel Martinez, to bring the word this morning as we wrap up this series. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise this morning because he deserves it. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we stand in adoration, Lord. We come into your presence, Lord. We step into your throne room this morning, Lord. And we don't just begin, but we join in, Lord, the elders that are saying, holy, 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 all day long, Lord. So no, our service doesn't start at 10, but we just join in heaven with heaven, Lord. And we say, holy, holy, you are. And we just thank you for this place. We thank you for this moment, Lord, this place that we have that we can come together, Lord, as a family, doesn't matter what we're going through, doesn't matter the season, Lord, that we are living through and, and even pushing through this morning, Lord, we just thank you for this place, Lord, the doors continue to be open, Lord, that people would come and hear your word and draw from the world and never ruins drive. We just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. How many of you, how many of you, are, how many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on. I didn't have my Mick Cafe this morning, medium roast, so uh, you know I might I might wake up at 12. Uh, so uh, just uh, it's just just bear bear with me this morning. You may be seated this morning. We're gonna jump into our text here in in a, in a little bit, but we are so glad that you are here this morning. You made time, um, and so some of you um, some of you are, have joined us uh, all three weeks. Right? I'm not going to ask you to raise hands because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But we've been in a summer series called Mixtape, summer mixtape series. And we've kind of looked at iconic songs, uh, maybe songs that you, you know very well or it's your karaoke go-to song. Amen, somebody. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and so, you know, we just wanted to give it a spiritual spin, look at it through a biblical lens. And, and so here we are, week three, to our summer series, the grand finale, Hold the Booze. The last chapter, okay? And we hope that you all have just have not just enjoyed the past two weeks, but hopefully you've taken your portion, okay? You've taken your portion uh, and from it and have been blessed by it. And so now let me let me kind of get this out of the way because it's been bugging me all week long. And I, I don't know what happened to the Impact City Church choir last week. But that was below standards. I mean, you guys were louder in week one, and you would think it would be on a increase and not a decrease and so to save myself any more embarrassment okay uh we're gonna do we're changing uh, changing it up a little bit this morning so no there won't be any singing along you had your chance and i was actually thinking of going from impact city church choir to impact city church mass choir now if you know anything about choirs i mean when you get that mass choir label i mean you've made it Unfortunately, we might have to wait till next summer. I don't know, but it ain't happening today, okay? <laughs> so no, there won't be any singing along, no lyrics, but when you hear the track, you will know without a shadow of a doubt what this song is. And I have to say this, that part of the mission of doing this, of this series in particular, was also to take something practical, okay? Sometimes we're, we're, we're in the spiritual and sometimes there's, we're super spiritual, but we wanted to take something practical that you will hear from time to time, even if you weren't the one that requested it, okay? You're going to hear it because they're iconic songs. You can't get away from them. But when you hear them this time around, you will also hopefully, you will also remember parts of the messages 
that we have shared with you all, okay? So we looked at living on a prayer in week one, that we're all living on a prayer. We really are. And we looked at don't stop believing in week two last week through the life of Joseph. We were encouraged and, and challenged and I think that was the best message in the series so far, and so I have my hands full this morning because not only is this song iconic, but we are also looking, but the song that we're looking at today was also an important part of a motion picture soundtrack, okay? And so this song was released in 1982 by a group called Survivor. So DJ for the last time, actually, actually, can we give our media team some appreciation? Come on. For their work, the graphics online and social media and in person. I didn't even know they had the neon lights behind me till on Monday when I saw some pictures. I was like, that was behind me? That's pretty cool. So thank you to the media team. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know it was back there, but I, I, that was amazing. I like it. It makes me look better than, 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 than my wife sees me. And so, DJ, for the last time, would you be so kind to spin that track? I just gave you appreciation. <laughs> oh, here we go. You can clap your hands if you have rhythm. Ooh. I see some of you judging the people that are clapping. It's all right. It's okay. And so we all know what that song is, right? Just by, by the intro itself, right? We don't, we don't need to hear the whole song. But just hearing the intro, the few, a few seconds of it, you already know what it is. We don't need the lyrics. The intro is all you need to identify that song, right? The rhythm, the cadence, the chords that let us know that that song is called The Eye of the Tiger. That's right. The Eye of the Tiger. And some of you... Some of you went back in time in your mind thinking you were a senior in high school again and, and playing football on Friday nights. It's, it's fourth and go, and, and if you win, you get to play for the state title, and, and you're on the sideline telling your coach, Coach, put me in, Coach, put me in, Coach, while, while this song is playing in the background. Is that too detailed? Did I just think out loud? And some of you were already putting on war paint saying, Hoorah! Right? <laughs> Others were ready to get in the ring and fight, and then a few of you, a few of you, unfortunately, a few of you were just ready to punch somebody, anybody, for no particular reason other than the eye of the tiger's playing, I got to punch somebody. Can you say anger issues? <laughs> and we'll, we'll have to discuss that topic in another series. And we can't talk about the eye of the tiger without talking about a certain movie, right? Rocky, that's right, Rocky. I mean, it just goes together, right? Rice and beans. 
and salsa, and you cannot separate them from each other. And so we're going to have to do a little bit, uh, something a little bit different uh, today for our finale of summer mixtape series. And so we are going to incorporate a few things from the, the movie Rocky, particularly Rocky 3 and some of 4. And so if there was anything that Rocky showed us, you'll have to stay with me, is that we all have these underdog moments, right? We all have these underdog moments that, that you can be in your prime and the best on the block, but there will always be someone somewhere else better than you. Can I buy an amen? Because we all have, we have all had those underdog moments in which we looked at the task and said, yikes, yeah, I don't think I can do that, God, and I don't think I'm qualified enough to take that job. We, we look at the size of the mountain, of the obstacle, and instead of even attempting it, we say, no, 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 that's just too much, that's too high, that's too hard for me. And we look at, we look at it this way, that the assignment is beyond my abilities, we look, at the, that, we look at it this way, that the assignment is beyond my abilities, that the assignment is beyond my abilities. But it's in those moments in which the underdog moments happen. Those are the moments in which the rocky moments happen. Have you ever applied for a job position that you knew you weren't qualified for? But you still apply for it anyways, right? And when you clicked send or when you submitted, you said, in the name of Jesus. And if you grew up Pentecostal, you said, in the name of Jesus. And if, you, and if you're Hispanic, you said, in el poderoso nombre de Jesus. And you click send. We say that because the only way to get that job will be through a miracle. Are you with me? And have you ever walked into a room and you found yourself as the least of them? At least you considered yourself to be the least of them. And you say, what am I doing here? I mean, you feel nervous. You're scared. And you're hoping that they don't ask you to speak in front of them. Mainly because you might mispronounce a few words and maybe they'll laugh at you. And those are the underdog moments. The rocky moments that you don't feel enough. And that's the stuff of legends, though, the tale of heroes, the plot line of a, dozen, of a dozen different movies. It's the story of a lost cause, a, fa a fighter past his prime, outmatched and beaten, and yet even though he was clearly outmatched, he overcame. So the eye of the tiger has this meaning of having laser focus, okay, being disciplined enough to accomplish the task, removing the distractions in order to zero in on what matters most. The eye of the tiger has this meaning of having laser focus, being disciplined enough to accomplish the task, removing the distractions in order to zero in on what matters most. And so in scripture, we find a man by the name of Rocky as well. I bet you didn't know that. So go with me to Matthew chapter 16. We're gonna be reading verses 13 through 19. Matthew chapter 16. Verses 13 through 19, and you can follow us on the screen or if you're using the, the Bible app this morning. <clears throat> and it reads like this. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, I, the Son of Man, am? And so they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ." the son of the living God. 
And Jesus, and Jesus answered and said to him, to Peter specifically, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter, Petros, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Verse 19, very important, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus here changes his name from Simon, which means to hear, okay, to Peter, Petros, Piedra, Rock, Rocky. The Hebrew term for Simon means to hear, which is quite interesting because out of the 12, only one heard what the Spirit was saying when he revealed to him who, that Jesus was the Messiah, Peter, Petros, Rock, Rocky. And I don't have time to share the whole story of Rocky, Petros, Peter, but many of you have been in church long enough that when you hear the name Peter or anything to do with the, the disciple Peter, what is the first thing that comes to mind? And you can participate here with me. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Peter the disciple? The denial? I'll take one more. The walking on water. Right? Those are the top, at least top two, the, the denial and the walking on water. The walking on water episode, that's, that's at least one of the, the, the top ones that when we hear Peter, those are the things that come to mind. But in that episode, in fact, not just, not just that episode, but if we take a, a glance at the entire life of Rocky Petros, Peter, okay, we see how Rocky had some rocky moments, pun intended, right? He had some rocky moments. He did some things that made you scratch your head and say, Rocky, how could you do this? How could you do that, Petros, Peter? I mean, you literally walked with Jesus. You literally walked with Jesus. You hung out with the Jesus, the Messiah. You, you ate shawarmas and, and falafas and pitas, pitas with hummus with Jesus. And how could you deny him? How, how could you, Rocky, Petros, Peter? Why? Because he saw the assignment before him, and in his own eyes, it exceeded his abilities. The underdog in him overcame, overwhelmed, and overmatched Peter. And Rocky Petros Peter had to have a defining moment when he understood who he was called to be. That the fact that Jesus had changed his name wasn't because he needed a name change, but because Jesus, get this, didn't just see his I am, but he also saw his what will be. And I have to pause there real quick because someone needs to hear that this morning again, that your will be is greater than your I am. Your will be is greater than your I am. And aren't you glad that we serve a God that doesn't just see your I am, your moment right now, but he also sees what, what your will be. That's some good news to somebody here because maybe your I am right now isn't all that great, but don't give up just yet. Don't stop praying just yet. Don't stop believing just yet because your will be will be greater than your I am. Amen. I'll believe it for you. <laughs> And that's why you haven't given up yet. That's why there's a struggle within. 
Because even when you feel overmatched, here we go, and outnumbered, there's a drive, there's an eye of the tiger moment within uh, pushing you to continue, telling you don't stop. That even when you look at the bank account at the end of the month and this feeling of fear creeps in and in your mind you start going 100 miles per hour thinking how in the world am I going to do this or that? How am I going to survive? How am I going to get through this week? There's a drive, there's a calling, there's a mantle, there's an eye of the tiger moment within you saying don't you dare quit and run. That even when you look at the attendance of an event or, in a con- or a congregation and you ask yourself, is this working? Is this even worth it? There's a drive. There's an eye of the tiger moment that won't let you quit, that won't let you be comfortable and content. It's in those moments that you have to resolve, that we have to resolve within ourselves and decide to stay persistent and understand that the mantle, the calling, the purpose, the mantle over your life is enough to get you through the mission at hand. Are you with me this morning? And even when people around you tell you, you can't win, you can't win, you step in the ring anyways, because that's who you are. You're a fighter. You're not a quitter. You're a fighter. You're not a quitter. We are more, not just conquerors, the scripture says, but we are more than conquerors. And there's this clip in the movie where Adrian tells Rocky that you can't win because she sees the opponent he's facing. And she tells him, you can't win. She's on top, on the second floor, and he's at the bottom of the stairs. And she says, you can't win. You can't win. And Rocky says this. Oh, Adrian. Adrian always tells the truth. No, maybe I can't win. Maybe the only thing I can do is just take everything he's got. But to beat me, he's going to have to kill me. And to kill me, he's going to have to have the heart to stand in front of me. And to do that, he's got to be willing to die himself. And I don't know if he's ready to do that. I don't know. And please know that sometimes you and I will have to face our Drago, our Goliath, our giant. That there will be times that you face and encounter obstacles that are bigger, stronger, faster, better than you. That you'll have to face your Goliath. But that just because you feel like an underdog doesn't mean that you can't overcome. And people will say to you, you can't win. What are you doing? It'll, it'll, It'll never work. But it's not what people say about you that matters. It's what you choose to respond to. Some of us are answering labels that God never placed on you. He's the original label maker. (laughs) I believe that there was only one person, I suggest to you this morning, that I believe that there was only one person that could defeat Goliath. Goliath was meant specifically for David. Goliath was David's giant more than he was the people of Israel's giant. See, David, shepherd boy David, understood The mantle, the divine calling, the divine purpose. Not only did he face his Drago, but he defeated his Drago, his giant, his Goliath. But I must tell you this morning that the mission that you have in your hands is proportionally measured to the man. In other words, if you have been entrusted with it, you can overcome it. If you have been entrusted with it, you can overcome it. If God has placed it in your hand, in your life, you can overcome it. God didn't make a mistake. I know sometimes we feel like, God, it was the house next door. It was the family. They were the ones that were supposed to get this calling. God doesn't make mistakes like that. And <laughs> Not everybody could handle the revelation that Jesus was the promised Messiah. 
That was specifically for Rocky, Petros, Peter. And not everyone could face Goliath. That was for David, shepherd boy David. And not everybody can handle what you're struggling to handle. It's reserved just for you. And that's some good news for you this morning. See, there is something that takes place when you understand who you are. There's something that takes place when you understand who you are. When you understand the mantle, the calling, the covering the purpose placed on you that no matter what method you use, you will succeed. See, Rocky, Petros, Peter had been given the keys to the kingdom. And keys represent three things. Stay with me. Number one, authority. He was appointed, not self-appointed. Hmm. He was appointed, not self-appointed. We are living in a church age where people are quick to self-appoint. Are you with me? They self-appoint themselves a position God never gave them. I can't get no help I've been here. <laughs> we have the prophesiers and we have the prophesiers. <laughs> the keys represent not just authority but ownership. We, it was his to manage and maintain. Peter had been given something in that moment and it was his to manage and maintain. And number three, it, keys give you access. Peter was the only one that had access. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, the mantle represented a covering, and as long as you stay under his cover, you will be able to overcome. As long as you stay under his cover, you will be able to overcome. But Rocky had a hard time fully understanding what he had just been giving Petros, Peter. And Rocky had some training to do. Now, there's this moment where, in the movie, where they start training for their, their fight, right? Their bout. And, uh, and you see Drago go into the gym with all this high-tech stuff. And then Rocky goes out in the middle of nowhere. It must have been between here, here and uh, around here in Odessa. And he's chasing chickens. And, and he's pounding the ground and all that good stuff, right? That was CrossFit before there was actually a CrossFit. But Rocky had this mantle. Rocky, the boxer now, had a mantle over him. That mantle was that he was a boxer. That, that's what he knew what to do. That was his entire life. And if you see it, you know, Rocky 1 through 100, even on, on movie 100, he's still around the boxing ring. That's his life. That's what he knew what to do. And, and all of us here, hear me now, all of us here have a mantle. We all have a calling. We all have a purpose. And it varies from the person next to you. And you know, and you want to know the greatest thing about that is that your mantle, even though it's different from the person next to you, it doesn't make you better than the person next to you. We are all sons and daughters of the king. And there are no positions in the kingdom. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but there are no positions in the kingdom. There's only one throne and one king. And the last time I checked, that throne is occupied. So I, I hope you know that you have a mantle, that you have a purpose. And I know it's church language, but you are you were created to do something, to make a change, to, to make an impact in this world. And so notice now that Rocky, Rocky the boxer, goes back to the basics, right? And while Drago is training with the high-tech machines and, and they're injecting all kinds of stuff. And it's good to get back to the basics basics sometimes, isn't it? I mean, I love technology. I love using it in different ways. And it's great. It really is that you can go for a walk in the gym with AC and a TV in front of you so you don't miss what's the next NBA trade, going, uh, trade uh, uh, rumor that's going on. But there is nothing like a good old-fashioned walk in the park on a 70-degree weather. Amen? I won't say nothing. 
But of course, the bad thing is, is that we live in West Texas. So it's more like 203 degree weather with a heat index of 303 with mold, cedar, and gold dust in the air and the pleasant smell of crude oil in the air. And let the church say amen. <laughs> it took me a while to get used to that smell. I was like, you know, I, you know, I was like, what is that? And my, my girlfriend then at the time, she's like, that's, I was like, oh, okay. So now when my parents came, the first thing my dad was like, hey, so I was like, it's money, dad. That's what money smells like. <laughs> See, the mantle should be our priority. Divine purpose, the reason of our existence. Presence, stay with me, over program. Presence over program, not vice versa. And when we understand the mantle, you won't have trouble, leaders. You won't have trouble thinking of ways to do things. When you understand anybody, anybody, when we understand the mantle, the calling, you won't have trouble thinking of new ways to do things because there will be a river of creativity of methods that you're able to draw from because it's not your name that you're worried about promoting. It's his name. It's his name. In fact, the Bible is very clear to us about that. It's not by might, army, methods, not by power, abilities, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See, Rocky, Petros, Peter, he didn't have a PA system, right? He didn't have a microphone, but something within him was stirred and awakened. Then he rose up on Pentecost Sunday and began to decree and release the word of, of God over the 13 different nationalities with different dialects represented there. And without a human interpreter, the Holy Spirit began to work in the hearts of the crowd gathered there. But I can't help but think of how Rocky felt when he's in the upper room with the 120. Right before that, I'm pretty sure there were people more educated than him in the room stronger than him more experienced than him better speakers than him probably better qualified than him but the mantle wasn't on them it was on him it was on him Peter grew into the mantle so I'll say this if he entrusted you with it you can overcome it if he entrusted you with it you can overcome it and to the underdog in all of us, I'm here to tell you that you can overcome. Shepherd boy David overcame. Peter, Petros, Rock, Rocky overcame. Rocky the boxer overcame. The people in Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith overcame. And you can overcome too. See, the eye of the tiger has this meaning of having laser focus, being disciplined enough to accomplish the task, removing the distractions in, in order to zero in on what matters most. See, Rocky had to go back to the basics. He had to remove the distractions in order to focus on what mattered most. Peter had to remove the distractions to be able to hear clearly the revelation that would change his life as we know it. But I have to let you in on a little secret here this morning. That as you grow into your mantle, into your calling, your circle gets smaller. <laughs> as you mature in your calling, your mantle, your purpose, your circle gets smaller. I like to say it this way. The greater the revelation, less the association. Those text messages won't come in no more. Those calls won't come in no more. The greater the revelation, the less the association. Even 
Even Jesus encountered this because even though he had his 12, there was an inner circle of three. Even just a small group of 12, his boys, his disciples, there's an inner circle of three. And it was those three that got to experience and witness something the other nine, if my math is correct, something the others couldn't handle. And in those three, you have Peter, James, and John. On multiple occasions, significant moments in the life of Jesus, you'll have this, this, this phrase or this line, Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Peter's, Petros, Rocky, had to have this eye of the tiger moment where the trivial things didn't matter. And he was in a place where he could hear the revelation. And he finally understood his mantle and his calling. That even when he tried to get away from it, even when he denied Jesus, knowing Jesus, the same man that had changed not only his name but his entire life, Petros, Rock, Peter, he was able to get back in the ring. And that's the story of some of us. Maybe that's the season you're in. You have a mantle over you. You have a calling over you and you keep trying to get away from it. You keep listening to the voices that say, you can't win. You can't win. You can't do that. They don't know you. You can't win. But no matter how far you try to get, and no matter how much you try to ignore the calling within, help me, Holy Spirit, God keeps tugging at your heart, reminding you of what you are called to do. That's the difference between a career and a calling. A career, you can hang one up, turn around, and start another one. A calling you can try to turn around and start something else. And there's that tug. Say, no, 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 no. You're mine. I'm not done with you yet. That calling will stay with you. That's why he'll bring sometimes, that's why God will bring new voices into your life in different seasons. That's why he will bring new voices into your life in different seasons that will not speak about you, not speak over you, but speak into you. And speak life into you and into your destiny. To awaken what is dormant, what is sleeping, what you have put aside because you felt like you weren't enough. We all have a mantle that we carry. And until we understand it, until we embrace it, until we step into it completely, we will always feel unfulfilled no matter how busy your schedule is. Because at the core of who you are, there is a fire that burns within there's a, different, there's a different level of frustration when you are a boxer and you've trained for a fight, but there is no opponent. It's a different level of frustration when you have a song to sing and no one to sing it to. It's a different level of frustration when you have a message to preach, to share, and no one to preach it to. It's a different level of frustration when you have love to give and no one to give it to. Are you with me? It's a different level of frustration when you have a business idea and no investors to present it to. It's a different level of frustration when you have a calling, a mantle over you, and you have no opportunities presented to you. And you find yourself standing outside of the ring because you feel you aren't enough to step back into the ring. But you were meant for this. You were meant for this. 
But the higher you want to go, the less you can take with you. The greater the revelation, the less the association. There is a price to pay. Make no mistake about it. There is a price to pay. And some of you need to hear what I'm about to say. Get back in the ring. Get back in the ring, Rocky. Get back in the ring, David. Get back in the ring, Peter, Petros, Rock. Get back in the ring. Get back in the ring. You're a fighter. You're not a quitter. Your will be is greater than your I am. I believe that for you. And this is how, this is how I fight my battles. <laughs> Sometimes it's preaching my way through the valleys. Now I'm, I'm letting you in. Um, and, in my, in my personal life, sometimes it's preaching my way through the valleys. This is how I fight my battles. Sometimes it's playing my way through the valleys. So I'll sit at the piano in our living room and start to, pr- and start to play my way through the valleys, through the turmoil, through the, the warfare that is happening. And sometimes it's singing my way through the valleys. Sometimes it's serving my way through the valleys. It's like seeing a boxer ready to go with his outfit and his boxing gloves, but no ring. But for you and me, it's not boxing gloves, is it? It's whatever it is we've been called to do. Years ago, I had a conversation with a friend. It was a personal conversation that I'll never forget. He was, and he is a great person, incredible musician. I won't say his name because maybe he'll visit us one day. But we saw eye to eye. He came in from out of town and he started, he, he moved to San Antonio. Oh man, I already gave too much. But we saw eye to eye as far as music is concerned. We just clicked. We just clicked. Like you know, there's people that you meet and you just click. Like you don't know them, but you feel like you've known them. And there's just a, a cadence, a rhythm, a groove to the relationship. It was one of those. And when we played together, it was great. I learned a lot just hearing him, his style, and playing with him, of course. I'm grateful for that season, and even now we continue to be friends. And after all these years, after all these years, but there was a moment where it got heated between us, between two musicians. Imagine that. Right after music practice. Imagine that. In the church parking lot. (laughs) But I will never forget something he said to me that day. See, at at that time I was, help me know. Help me, Holy Spirit. At that time, I was serving as music director, and there were some things that weren't going right. And so I had to have that conversation, if you know what I'm saying. So it was going to require that he get some things in order before we could have him help us again. One of the toughest things I had to do because he just brought so much to the team, but I felt it needed to be done. And after I finished saying what I had to say, he says this, that forever marked me. I try to get through it. He said, please don't take this away from me. He said, this is the only, this is the only way I know how to serve God. I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to sing. I'm not good at anything else but playing this instrument. It's the only thing I have that I can offer him. And the only thing I could say in that moment was, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. He got in his car and he left. I got in my car and I couldn't leave. I stayed there in the church parking lot. Those words had pierced through me. Here I was, not knowing exactly what, what he is fighting through, what kind of valley he's walking through. Here I was, not knowing that the only weapon, stay with me, that the only weapon he has 
is to minister through his instrument. And now we have language for it, and we say it in a different way. But what he told me that day was, with his instrument, his case, he said, this is how I fight my battles. This is it. This is how I fight my battles. And I share that personal conversation with you all to give someone hope. I, I get it now. Sometimes we don't know the entire story. Sometimes we don't bother to get to the root of what's going on and we act on what we think is right. I thought that was right. But not knowing that what I did was take away the one weapon he used to fight his battles. What I did was essentially take Rocky's gloves away, if you can picture that. I took Peter's revelation away. And I get it now. I get it, Rocky. I get it, Peter. And with the worship team help me this morning. May you have your eye of the tiger moment where the trivial things don't matter anymore because you understand you were meant for more. And may you see that you are a fighter and your place is not outside of the ring but inside of the ring. And may you be at peace knowing that your circle will get smaller, but just as a plane, when it wants to go higher, you, are, you're allowed to you aren't allowed to take extra stuff, extra baggage. The higher you want to go, the less you can take. And may you step back into the ring today, Rocky. May you step back into the ring. May you fight the battle the only way you know how. Sometimes it's, sing, it's praising our way through it, praying our way through it. For others, it's serving, being faithful in attendance. Maybe that's how some of you fight your battles. It's like, I don't got anything to give but my attendance. That's how you fight your way through. Eventually, you'll hear that word that changes everything in your life. May you get back into the ring, Rocky. I want to end with this, and I'm going to take a sharp, bright turn here, but stay with me. See, I'm, I'm glad Jesus is known as the Lion of Judah and not the Tiger of Judah. Because one of the differences between tigers and lions is that tigers tend to travel alone, while lions travel in packs. Which I couldn't help but associate that trait, the, that culture with the church. We aren't traveling alone. We aren't traveling alone. You aren't traveling alone. You don't have to travel alone. You have a pack with you. You have a community, yeah. You have a family here, a tribe, a tribe that you are a part of. And you have to know that no matter what season you may be in right now, you are not alone. Here's the crazy thing about that, is that sometimes the person in your row, someone in your row is living their best life, having the best season of their life, while in that same room, same row, there was someone going through the darkest valley in their life. But I want you to know that neither of you are traveling alone. We will celebrate with you, but we will also pray through it. We will also cry through it. We will also push through it. We will sing through it together. That when you step into the ring, you have an army beside you and behind you. And that's how we do it here at Impact City Church. We are a tribe that moves forward together. That when people think of Impact City Church, they think of unity. 
They think of a tribe that loves strongly, that serves wholeheartedly, that knows no surrender and no retreat because our what will be is greater, will be greater than our I am. The past won't define us. We won't be complacent. The past hurt won't contain us any longer, but we will lace up, we will strap up, and we will get back into the ring. Are you with me this morning? Ah. And Rocky says this at the end of the movie. Let me tell you, he's talking to his son. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's, it's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to get hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. I'm getting goosebumps. It's about how hard you, you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. This is how winning is done. He says, now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards don't do that. That ain't you. You're better than that. You're better than that. So I speak to a room full of Rockies. When we face those underdog moments, don't let it scare you and cripple you. But dig deep within and know that just because you feel overwhelmed and overmatched doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you can't overcome. The mantle you carry is great and the assignment you have in this lifetime can be fulfilled with the abilities he has entrusted you with. That the anointing within is greater than the attacks on the outside. I can't promise you that you'll win every battle you face but I can promise you that God won't lead you to a place his grace can't sustain you I can't promise you that you'll win every battle but I can promise that God won't lead you to a place his grace can't sustain you no weapon formed against me shall prosper it doesn't say it won't hurt it'll hurt it just won't be the end of your story so the question is, are you willing to get back in the rain? Not part-time. Those days are over. No secret service Christians. Those days are over. Full-time. If you're going to get in the ring, you have to be willing to get in full-time and fight for what is yours. You've been called. You've been chosen. I know we try to put it on the back burner. It's like... I cannot tell you how many times I've had one-sided one conversations with God because that's what we do best. We tell him our needless and then we leave and amen and we get up and we don't stay long enough to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us. And there's so many times where I've said, God, just let, 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 me, let me just do my own thing for a little bit. Let me, let me just find a job with good pay and, and set myself up in the next few years. Just, I, let me push pause on this ministry thing. And one way or another, God says, no. Nope, not yet. I mean, even before Pastor John had a conversation with me, I was, on a, I was enjoying my short break. And God was like, nope, not done yet. 
There will be a time when I'm done with you, but not right now. So many times I've said, God, just, I'm done. I need to breathe. I want to enjoy life outside of church. I'm being transparent here. And he's like, nope. You got to call me. You got to call me. No season is ever wasted when you surrender to Jesus. <laughs> so I speak to some of you that are, you've got your outfit on. You don't have your gloves on because you feel like it's over. You're past your prime. You feel like there's no opponent. You're frustrated. You have a song to sing, no one to sing it to. You have a message to preach, no one to preach it to. You have a calling, but no opportunity. God is taking this moment right now. I'm asking you to bow your heads. Close your eyes. God is taking this moment right now. And I believe he's sparking the fire again within you. Sometimes it's just being faithful and that's how you fight your battles. Sometimes it's just showing up, that's how you fight your battles. Sometimes it's locking yourself in the bathroom while everyone's asleep. You're licking yourself in the mirror and saying, God, what are you doing? How did I get here? How is my life so broken? I want you to know that God has not given up on you. God is saying there's still more. There's a giant you have to face and it's meant for you. No one else, it's yours. You're gonna have to build the courage enough to believe God again. It's all right, I'm done. I'm done running away. I'm done taking a break. And it's time to get back in the ring. That your maybe will turn into a yes, yes, Lord. Whatever it is, yes, Lord. And know that he won't take you to a place that his grace can't sustain you. And so, Lord, right now we come before you. If the altar workers can take their place, please. Lord, we come before you this morning, Lord. And some of us, man, we've been in a bout for 11 rounds, God, and it's not looking good. Maybe it's a personal struggle, a personal addiction. Maybe it's a marital problem, Lord. Or maybe a family issue, Lord. And they're hanging on for dear life this morning. God, but I call the, the rocky person in them. They would have this eye of the tiger moment today, God. They won't surrender. They, they won't quit. They won't stop praying. They won't stop believing, Lord. But that they'll step back in the ring again. That they'll pick up whatever it is that you have placed in their hands and say, this is, this is how I fight my battles. This is, this is the only thing I know how, and this is how, how I'm going to fight this battle. My life is at stake. My family's life is at stake. Lord, and we're not giving up on you. So we're lacing up and strapping up again, Lord, and we're placing, Lord, those gloves on again, Lord, and we won't fear the opponent because we know that you have already given us the victory. And so, Lord, I, I, I pray for the people in this place, Lord, those, those that you have placed a calling, a fire within them, Lord. And maybe they just said, uh, not just not right now, Lord, not right now. 
but you're taking this moment right now to tell them, no, I'm not done with you yet. There's still more. There's still another round. There's still another song you need to sing. There's still another message you need to preach. There's still another idea you need to present. There's still another life you can share your love with. There's still another opportunity for your calling. I pray that their hearts would be sensitive enough to your spirit to hear what you are saying to them this morning. And so if there's anyone this morning that wants to get back in the ring, I don't know what your calling is, your mantle is, but you're done sitting on the sidelines, you're done sitting outside of the ring, and you want to say, you want to make a decision this morning to say, God, I'm going to get back in the ring. My comeback starts today. 